She's a doctor. Hi, I'm Dr. Dobek, and she's a dietitian. Hey, I'm Hannah Schuyler, and together we are the, the Doctor Dietitian Collab. Hello. Oh my goodness. So, what do you want to talk about? Nothing. <laughs> So this is what we're going to affectionately call the Seinfeld episode, a TV show that made, I don't know, maybe it was the number one TV show in all of the land. Um, it's, it's the show about nothing. About nothing. And it was um, so brilliant because it was everything. Because it was. It was so, like, are you guys in your household, like, huge Seinfeld fans? I watched that show at a very inappropriately young age. Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. Because it was on, it was, like, syndicated, I think. Oh, for sure. And we would watch it during dinner. And, like, so all of these things, like, these concepts went completely over my, now I watch, you know, I'll see clips or see episodes now, and I'm like, oh, like, we watched that? <laughs> like, yeah, like, we get it. And I, yeah. I mean, watching it now definitely has new meanings. I'm like, how clever this whole oh, thing is. it is. Yeah, so if you've never watched Seinfeld, they don't pay us, I promise, but go watch it. It's streaming somewhere. Oh, um, sure. I think it's on Netflix, maybe. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it's the show about nothing. And so we felt like after four weeks of talking about medical weight loss, we needed something a little bit lighter, a little yes. bit more, uh, you know, not so medical. Yes, yes, yes. We hope that, first off, you really enjoyed the medical weight loss series. We thoroughly enjoyed all of your questions and comments and engagement and listens, really. Um, yeah. This is what this is about. It's a podcast about educating you and helping you to just really, as you are the most informed consumer of your life, your healthcare, we want to make sure that you understand your options. And um, and so we we really love that, uh, that series. Yeah, so... Thank you for reaching out to us and continue to. If you have more questions on it, we're happy to continue to answer all of that. Yes. But the other way that we got started on yes. this idea, so over the New Year's holiday, Betsy went back up to see your family in Pennsylvania, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And they went bowling, as a family does, right? That seems like a very family activity. Is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I feel like that would be like, yeah, we're bored. What are we going to do? Let's go to the bowling alley. Well, I grew up in Weirton, West Virginia, which is right west of Pittsburgh. So fun fact, Weirton is the only city that borders two states in the entire country. So it's a Jeopardy question. It Ooh. borders Ohio and Pennsylvania. So you you drive through Pennsylvania Avenue and it touches both. Okay. So anyway, that. that's where I grew up. But um, my sister ultimately, she goes to Penn State. She better be listening to this episode because I'm going to quiz her on just to make sure she did. But anyway, so we both go to Penn State. All right. And I graduated high school in 1999. I go to Penn State. My sister is a year and a half younger, but two years younger in school. She also goes to Penn State. We both got into University Park. That's the main campus. When I was a junior, so when she was about to be a freshman, I was able to be an RA. And oh um, I was a resident assistant. Yes. And anyway, I love the gig and I was super cool. As you know, I Duh. would be. I mean, I was like the coolest RA. Like people would die to have me as their RA. And so I did it my junior, my senior year. But anyway, my junior year, I'm looking at my roster of residents because you have to make like little door tags individually for each one of them. And mine were 3D with so much glitter. It would take me, oh, I don't know, 50 hours to prepare these things. <laughs> I won the best bulletin boards, the whole nine yards. Anyway, long story short, I'm looking at my roster. Christine Dovek is on this roster. So she was my resident, which was, was by complete chance. That's so funny. Yeah, I, I would think they wouldn't let that happen. Like, that seems like, I mean, it's 
it's an RA, but like seems like a conflict of interest. It was. You and know? so they so we didn't say anything. And then when it was like too far in, you know, like there's always somebody like, well, we we can't have that. Like at this point, what are you gonna do? You're gonna make us move out, like yeah. do it. And so it was I was extremely close to all those girls because my sister was like friends with them and it was the whole experience. And so anyway, one of the girls that was in Sproul Hall, if you guys were in East Halls, that's where I lived for three out of four years at Penn State. And if you went to Penn oh State, God. you know that that. It's freshman housing, and there was 10,000 freshmen in East Halls. Holy cow. I mean, Penn State's humongous. Yeah. And it went to Florida. It's giant. Oh, yeah. Duh. Yes. So it was. Anyway, I tell this story because my sister, ultimately, we would go to Penn State. I posted a, a picture of myself in a sweatshirt wearing Penn State on one of our reels yeah. um, talking about all the other the GLP-1 agonists. And she ultimately met the love of her life at Penn State. And he is a teacher, and he got his dream job, t- student teaching in central Pennsylvania and York, Pennsylvania. And that, my friends, is why I traveled to central Pennsylvania to celebrate um, the holidays, the new year with my sister. Don't you just love it when the people you love move to very remote places? <laughs> I mean, she is remote, yeah. remote. She lives in the middle of the woods. That's how I grew up too, actually. Yeah. I grew up in the middle of the woods. And so now being I'm in Orlando, like Dr. Phillips, like between you got Disney and downtown and, and, and you got iDrive, International yeah, Drive. In I'm in it. It's so condensed and it's so expensive. Oh, yeah. that's I live in like the suburbs of Orlando. Ugh, I know. Which, if you like didn't know that's a thing, it is. In my yeah. mind, I don't think of suburbs. Like, I don't know. But yeah, I basically live in the suburbs. Yeah, you do. Yeah. So you went to York. So I go to York, okay, and then we decided we're gonna go bowling. So we have to travel to Red Lion, Pennsylvania. How far is that? Um, from so she lives actually um out she lives in like the burbs of the burb of the burb of the burb of the burb. So she lives in the burbs of York in Dallas Town, and then she ultimately, um, uh, which we go bowling in, in Red Line, which I don't know, it's like a ten minute drive oh, okay. maybe. So on these windy, you know, country country yeah. roads, but it's really pretty. It is. I thought that too. I was like, you know, soak it in because there is some. There's definitely some pros being up here yeah. in the freezing cold, um, forty degrees. And here I'm like stripping off the airplane. It's eighty degrees here. Oh yeah. But anyway, so when we walk into this bowling alley, like this is like an authentic bowling alley where you got like – I mean, I took a video. I think I'll, I think I'll put it on our Instagram okay. of this whole thing. And then at the, as I'm like showing like the way this place looks, like this place hasn't been renovated since like 1971 Does it maybe? still smell like cigarettes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Our I'm sure they're still allowed. Our bowling alley smelled like cigarettes for the longest time because even after they outlawed cigarette smoking in Florida, like indoors, whatever – it took That's a long, they in had there, to they had oh yeah completely renovated like all new everything but oh, yeah. until then like that's like one of the biggest memories i have of the bowling alley is just that it smelled like cigarettes Oh, yeah. Like, this place reeked. I mean, there ain't no two ways about it. Yeah. It hasn't been touched or updated. It's still, like, old school. But you know what? Got the job done. Got the job done. So, anyway, we're bowling, and I was really in my head about it. I really had the yips, you know? 
Like, do you know about the yips? I, I know the term, but I couldn't define it. I just re- recently realized this. So the yips is um, mainly in golfing. Is it when people type, I mean, it could be in any sport or any any activity, really. And it's when you're like so in your head that you just like just throw gutter balls that are so bad that they like skip a lane and go in that uh, the next lane's gutter kind yes. of a thing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I got the yips. I don't know what happened. It was like stage fright on crack. You know, it's like one of those kind of a, um, a phenomenon. And I ultimately got like what thirty six points. I posted on my Instagram because I meant it. I like I needed therapy. Like I was legit trying. And at the end of this video I was filming, you see Aaron over there hitting his like turkey strike. You know, like when you get three in a row. <laughs> like yeah. So I messaged Betsy and I was like, oh, we found the thing you're bad at. I know. And I was like, we should talk about this on the. This is like my therapy. So Hannah, yeah. help me. Help me it's, with this. A, it's bowling. Um. It's okay to be bad at it. This is something, and I'm going to talk about it more in another episode, but there's this thing that I heard sometime last year, and it was like, you're allowed to be bad at your hobbies. And that was eye-opening to me, which is crazy, but like you are allowed to be bad at things. Mm. I think that people think that they have to do something to become good at it or to become better you know constantly improving and like bowling is not something you are passionate about or will probably do very often in your life and so like you're allowed to be bad at it I mean you're allowed to try and want to like you know throw the ball differently or something but like it's okay to be bad at something so are you saying that I should cancel the one-on-one coaching lessons that I've already hired at the premium rate for the PBA instructor I should cancel the um, professional uh, outfit that I have. That don't cancel that. Don't cancel yeah. that. Okay, or so the shoes, <laughs> the shoes, the hot pink Doctor X dietitian yeah. <laughs> um, bedazzled bowling. bowling shoes. <laughs> no, we need those. Okay, yeah, and the hot pink ball, of course, custom made to does my it, hand. Does it weigh eight pounds? <laughs> Um, yes, it's yeah. this traditional eight-pound medium hot finger pink. hole, hot pink. By the way, I had to get the holes a little bit bigger because you know what? I did a little something different with my nails. Oh, she's got a glitter nail. Junk nail, I believe, is the correct terminology. Oh, I have started doing a new thing. This was my Christmas present, actually, that I wanted. Um, I got, like, an at-home gel manicure thing. So it's got the little light Whoa. and everything. And so I did them myself. And junk nail would be a great way to describe them right now. <laughs> they look good. I am still learning. No, From they afar, look good. they look good. They look really good. Yeah. And that thing was like 50 bucks, I think. And that's how much manicure costs. So Way more than that. Yeah. Like, it's gotten insane. And I was just like, you know what? I hate having to coordinate going to the salon. I know. And it takes up – it ends up taking hours to go get a, a gel manicure or a dip manicure. And it's like 50 bucks at least each time. And then if you get a pedicure too, it'll be 100 by the time you walk out of the salon. Yep. And I was just like, you know what? We're going to try this. So that's my new thing. Oh, yeah. Well, they look fantastic. Yeah. And, and it is very cost conscious. And I it sounds like you are too. Like, they're like, how long do you, you want to be there? Do you want me to rub? My, no, I want you to move fast. In fact, I need I need four technicians on me each extremity. Yeah. And I need to be like going. I hate sitting there for hours. Yeah. Oh, and the worst is when they're like, you can come in now. And then you sit and wait in the chair, mm. even if you have an appointment. 
Do you have, I, like, a person you would like to go to? And that's the other thing. I don't have a salon okay. here. I had somebody I was going to, and then I was kind of disappointed. And then I did go somewhere really good for my wedding manicure. Yeah, um, you look great. That was awesome. But it was just kind of, like, it's not super convenient. It's in Winter Park. So, for me, it's, like, again, it's something I have to, like, plan into my life. And I was, like, this is supposed to be, like, a little treat. And I don't – it doesn't – it feels like an obligation now. I know. And that's uh, what I was just like. I don't want this as an obligation. I know. You know, beauty is such an obligation. Yeah. I'll tell you, I used to um, – I would get the fake eyelashes put on one by one <sighs> by one. And I did that for a hot minute. And then I had an allergic reaction to the glue. And I legit was like Will Smith and Hitch, like whenever his whole face like blew up and like was very swollen. Oh. And then it's just like – It's not worth it. No. And that was – you would lay there. I mean, at least you could have your eyes closed so you could kind of, like, sleep. I don't know if I had, like, rapid eye movement when she's trying to, like, put these things on or, like, I don't know. You were planning something in your head probably. I probably was. Yeah. I know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's just, like, do you – and I know the answer to this. Like, do you just let your mind, like, be blanket sometimes? I I wish I could. Okay, good. Um, I I have a – a spicy brain. So, oh. yeah, it doesn't ever stop. I'm usually doing two things at once. Now, those two things can be two relaxing things. So, like, I can be watching TV and doing something on my phone at the same time. So, okay. I'm not necessarily being productive. Okay. But it's really hard for me to, like, shut my brain down. Yeah. Like, even before I sleep, I'm always reading something. Until yeah. I fall asleep. It's probably my text. Because it might – no, it's actually Harry Potter. Oh, okay. Um, because I've uh, read it so many times, I can fall asleep anywhere in the middle of a sentence and I don't care. Wow. If I start to read a new book right before I go to sleep, I will be up reading. Huh. So I have to have like a comfort – it's almost like if you have like a comfort show. Like I cook – when I cook, my kitchen is set up so I can see my TV. Okay. So when I'm cooking, I always have something, either a TV show or like a podcast playing because I can't just be cooking. That's not enough stimulation. So you are – okay. So when it comes to your sleep, you seem to – at least, I mean, I text you super late and you answer. And that seems to be our best time of, like, getting each other. Yeah. So you get, seem to go to bed late and you wake up a little bit later. Fairly. I would say I'm, I'm usually – I try. well, I'm trying to be better. I mean, it's a new year. I do think sleep is on my priority list this year a okay. little bit more. Um, but, yeah, between, like, 11 and 12 – And probably closer to 12 is my realistic, like, actually falling asleep time. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, I usually sleep until – depends on the day. If I have to go somewhere, obviously I'm I'm up early because I may have to be somewhere at 8. But usually I I wake up about 7. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. Because I don't have children to, like, get anywhere in the morning. I know. I'm awful. And then I also, like – right, you know, my commute is to my guest bedroom. So – I it, uh, yeah I don't need that much time in the morning. I know. And then what about tending to your cats though? They don't take very long to be honest. In the morning, it's just a little couple little scoops of their wet food, and then I serve that to them, and they eat it while I start the coffee. Oh okay. So you have your little. They come routine. crying at the door though. It's very cute and a little annoying. Oh, I'm obsessed with people's routines. 
I am. What's your routine? How late do you stay up? I mean, obviously, you're up late because you're texting me. Well, yeah, but see, that's the thing. Like, my life now in this transition period of life is different. I tried normally, ideally, to go to bed in the 10s. Now I go to bed by midnight. And and then I sleep until, like, the 7s, which is so unusual for a surgeon. Normally, I get up in the 5s when I'm working. So I shifted it. I kind of, like, pushed it all back a little bit. Yeah. And I think that's... That's the thing when people – you always hear about people's new routines of like, I'm going to start waking up at 5 a.m. And it's like, that's great if you can actually get yourself to bed at, yeah. at you know, 9 o'clock to get eight hours of sleep. Oh, um, yeah. But you're – like, for me, it's just not – we tend to just operate later. My husband and I both are like that. Like, early morning, I'm not great. I hate working out in the morning. No, I it's can't either. It's never been a thing. Nope. I will say I do like the idea of like it's done kind of for the day or like you don't have to worry about it. But I prefer – I would rather go at night or in the evenings. Yeah. Um, I like to walk and um, I feel like if you – again, that's like the most underrated exercise that there is, just walking. walking. yeah. I mean, I, you'll see me – if you're on, again, Sand Lake area, you're going to see me storming back and forth to Starbucks to get my egg whites. Mm. I get my, my free water. And then yeah. I, get, I, get, I get four um, little egg whites. So I get two servings. And yeah, like that's that's my life. But yeah. when you're talking about like being able to multitask and do two things at once, so you're like, okay, I'm just sort of like I'm kind of watching and I'm kind of playing on my phone and I'm like ha- one eye kind of half open on both of these activities. I read a book called Do Nothing. This was like years ago. But there, her biggest argument was that it is impossible even for us dynamic women to be able to um, multitask. Yeah. It's an impossibility. That right. you just can't do it. So it's setting us up to think like, okay, um, you know, like if I'm in the zone and like I should take off my watch, my Apple watch, I should take off my phone and just like go because then you're so easily distracted and it's like hard to kind of get back to that train of thought. It is. And and again, I think everyone's so different with some of that stuff that if I'm interested in it, I will focus. But if I don't find it particularly interesting or it's too re- – like it – I just can't – it's hard for me to, to – once I catch focus, I'm I'm pretty good. But like – so like showers, that's like the one time that I do best with not having quiet thoughts mm. but just having like quiet time. So there will be days where I'll like – sometimes I'll play music in the shower but not regularly. It's usually kind of my time where I like – I will think about podcast ideas. Yes. I wrote like the outline of like my sister's wedding toast in the shower because it's where I think best. And there's like a theory behind it of because it's something that's so routine that you're doing an action. And so that's part of it. Like I need to be doing something with my hands or like with my body to like be able to just think. And but it's something that you know how to do. You don't have to think about it. Right. And so then your mind can just like kind of run and do whatever it wants to do. You know what's and, crazy? At this point in my career, that's surgery for me. Yeah. Like that it's so like it's not that I'm not I mean, I'm hyper paying attention, obviously, right. but like I can do I've done it so many times that we do we talked about this in Tales from the OR. Like I do not anymore. Like I will talk to the team about everything else. Oh yeah. And I actually feel like I do better. Right. Because again, it's that 
it's not that you're trying to do two things at once, but it's something that is you're you're occupied. Like I think it's partially like also you're occupied physically. Yeah, like you're doing again. You're doing something with your hands. You're doing something really with your whole body with surgery. Like you're you've got that kind of satisfied. So then your mind can can go. And so sometimes for me, it's I know that like. Even I'll do, like, if we're watching something, I will, like, do my nails or I will, like, play with something. Yeah. You know, um, or if I'm just listening to a podcast, like, I, I've done embroidery in the past. So I'll, like, listen to that. But I need to – I can't – I don't know how people just sit and listen to something. No, because then it's just, like, I should be doing a million things and I'm getting more anxious. Well, it's not even – yeah, it's, it's anxiety, I would say. It's, like, that twitchiness. Yeah. Like, and so driving is another great time where I will yes. – You know, again, it's your – you're very focused on the thing, but you're I've been driving for many years, like I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. Um and so and especially if you're going somewhere routine, like if I'm driving to Target and home, I know that path. I know how to get to Target. But then I can zone out and I, that's when I do like to like listen to podcasts or I talk on the phone a lot when oh, I'm driving. Yes. Um like on my Bluetooth. And so like to me those are the kinds of things again, but it's like I can't I don't do people drive in silence? That feels really stressful to me. Um, I think there are times where if I'm like on, like, um, for example, I'm going to Australia next month. Did I tell I you? No, you you did. You mentioned it. Yeah. I, I, I follow along, Dr. X Dietitian fans, because we are going to be putting – I have a jam-packed agenda. I'm speaking at, fe- at female empowerment. Um, they're, bra- they're flying people all over from Australia, New Zealand, and from parts of the world. I'm also, like, just meeting with a lot of people. There's, there's going to be a jam-packed trip. And when I'm on and I'm meeting you and I'm speaking and I'm, like, going, like, honestly, after we shoot, we, we record this these podcasts, we're going to do an Instagram Live, like, doing all this stuff and taking pictures and just being on – Actually, sometimes I do want to sit in silence. Yeah. It's that like just – you just like hit that wall a little bit. It's not often. I'll tell you like uh, in Baltimore, we used to have those reveal parties every mm-hmm. year. And it was just such an immense amount of planning. And then the day of, it was so stressful because you had to be ready to go live at like 8 p.m. Eastern time. And you had all this coordination. And it was just, ah. And then like just being there, hi, how are you? And then like after those, like I couldn't even speak. Like if Aaron and I were driving home, he'd be like, well, I'm like, I can't talk about it yet. Like I just cannot talk about it. Yeah. It's a lot. And it is. It's, a it's, lot. it's like you said, it's being on. Yeah. And I think that's the the part of it. Yeah. Is I mean, I guess that's what it's like. Well, how'd you feel after your wedding? Exhausted or oh, no? exhausted. I literally was like the next day, I think Virgilio was taking like his mom and sister to the airport and my best friend and her cousin came over to my house before they left. And like we're sitting in my living room and I was sitting on the couch and I like I literally I'm like talking to them, like chatting with them, like catching up, whatever. We'd obviously been hanging out the whole week, but like I laid on my couch and I physically couldn't keep my eyes open. And I was like, I am so sorry, guys. I was like, keep talking. Like, I will try. And then like my best friend ended up like going and laying in my bed. She's like, you know what? I'm going to go rest my eyes, too, because like they were like driving somewhere else and like. 
I was just I was wiped that so next wiped. day. And then we recorded a podcast shortly thereafter. And this was days later. And we were still both like, follow us at Dr. X. We had to actually, we had to like. I had to edit, edit that out. out. We had to edit our low energy. Yeah. Like, hey, guys. So how are you? Like, it was just. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was. It is. It's That is physically exhausting because it is. It's a lot of lead up. It's a lot of stress and anxiety. And it's, that's how it is for big events, too, mm. like in general. And then, yeah, you're kind of on and you're coordinating and you're talking to people and, you know, it's excitement and it's joy. And I'm generally an extrovert. So I usually do kind of get my energy from other people and from being around other people. Yeah. But even extroverts need their time by themselves. Yeah, I think that that's for the most part. I'm sure there are ones out there that would still want to be with somebody even in their like most tired. And I, you know, I don't really count like my husband as being like he's just there. (laughs) So I'm not necessarily alone, but like I feel like I'm alone even if he's there. Yeah. That sounds really bad. I don't mean it in in a positive way. Listen, if anybody is honest out there. A hundred percent of us feel that way. You think that like Aaron and I are having these deep conversations? We've been married for since 2009 is when we got married. We've known each other since eight. Okay, so we've known each other for 15 years. You think that we're still just staring into each other's eyes and no. deeply – no. I mean You're sometimes I'm like – He's like, you haven't stared up from your phone in the last four hours. I'm like, busy. Yeah. (laughs) That was our conversation for the night. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. We like to like lay in bed and read next to each other. Oh, my gosh. That sounds hot and steamy. mm, (laughs) Newlywed life. Yes. Um, Yeah. So wait, you and Aaron only knew each other for a year before you got married? Oh, even less. So we um we met on Match.com, as we know. Uh-huh. And then um we started, like, he winked at me. And then I'm like, I see you're a Taurus. So am I. When's your birthday? May 13th is his. And I'm like, okay, cool. Mine's May 18th. I thought that was so cool. I love May. I love that birthday month kind of energy, you know. And even though tar- two Tauruses shouldn't be together, he's not a traditional one, but I maybe more so am. Okay, yeah. whatever. So then um we went on our first date on May 19th. And he brought me a birthday card because my birthday had been the day before. And he showed up in his car and um, it was like a Jeep Cherokee and it was his company car. And, and we were like in our 20s. So I was like, wow, I'm so impressed. I was an intern. I was a first year surgery resident. And anyway, we went in Pittsburgh. That's where I was doing my residency. And we went to Shadyside and there parking is super, super, super hard to find to the point where like, I love hanging out there, but like, oh, I just wouldn't even try it because I would drive around for hours and there would be points where I'm like, um, can't find a space after like an hour of trying to find one. So it's like that kind of a thing. And they did not have parking garages at this time and the whole thing. And it was always freezing cold. So you didn't want to walk. Anyway, we were going to a, a sushi restaurant called Nakama for our first ever date. And there's parallel parking on the right-hand side of the road, which is how we're all used to. And then there's parallel parking on a one-way street on the left-hand side. Oh. And um, this is there's no backup cameras in 2008. And I was like, well, there's a space there. But like – and he whipped that thing in like – And I was I, – I fell in love legit <laughs> at that it. moment. That was it. That was it. He parallel parked on the left-hand side of the road. Could you even do that? Yeah. Oh, okay. She did already comment. She's such a great driver, you guys. I did grow up. So St. Augustine, where I grew up, has, like, the downtown is, like, all parallel parking. And so if you ever go downtown, like, 
a lot of it's one ways too. So you'll have left hand. Oh. And then living in Chicago for four years with a car. Oh. And I didn't have like a parking spot. I would just street park for four years. I, you just, you took what you could. I joke now because all the f- spots in Florida are huge. I'm like, these are the biggest parking spots I've ever seen in my life. Oh, good. I it, still almost like nudge a car. On my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just terrible no, parking. I had my, my kind of my main car growing up, like as a teenager, I had a, um, uh, Volkswagen Passat station wagon. Her name was Mom Car. Was oh. Like full-on station wagon. I loved that car. But I knew the dimensions of it perfectly. Like, I could park that thing. I, I just knew it. I I had it so worked out. And I've had my current car. I have a Subaru now. I oh, still boy. don't feel as, car. like, confident. Yeah. It's the SUV, the Forester, um, which I love it. It's very spacious. But oh. – um, yeah, I don't know what it is. Like, my Passat, I knew I could get that thing. And I, that was the one I had in New Orleans. So it was the same kind of thing. A lot of street parking and, like, just getting it into spaces. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm impressed. But, yeah. like, I'm not so surprised. Now, the, now all I know is that all it takes for Betsy to fall in love is just park on the left. I know. I, do, I, I don't like parking on the left. I will say. Oh, it's forget about worst. it. I get, I'm terrible. Yeah. So, like, that's another kryptonite. So it's bowling and parking. I mean, just forget about it. And when oh, you – Oh, is you. I know. And then back to the bowling thing. Like, as I was saying, like, Aaron's over here getting turkey after turkey. Three strikes for those who well, are you non-bowling. You guys complement each other. No. I hated every second of it. But actually, I will tell you, I looked at him, like, with a love feeling. You know, like, sometimes, yeah. like, you would get that's that little zap. man. Zap. That's my man bowling. Getting a turkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like that—that that is something. Yeah. Look at this guy dominating, and all the kids. So my sister has two kids. I have three kids. They brought like a, another friend. So there were six little kids in the other lane with the bumpers and the and the little thing you push down the ramp, and they kept looking over like, wow. Like Aaron yeah. was just like, and you could tell he was like, you know, like feeling himself. So feeling himself. Now, also speaking of Aaron feeling himself, I don't know if I want to speak about that. <laughs> Come on. Right. Well. That being said, the other day, he goes to take Evan to his soccer practice. And what he learns there is that Adrian's team doesn't have a coach. And so they asked Aaron if he'd be the coach. Now, Aaron's like, I mean, I don't know. but you know, I could tell when he came in, that door came open. It just like he like glided in there like coach daddy from now on everybody and like he and then today he um came this practice was tonight the first one he had the amazon shipment with the official coach's whistle coach's hat and gloves for the goalie so that they could understand that they needed to use their hands and to not just stand there like the typical six and seven year olds do so anyway, he's all oh in, and I was gonna be the I'm gonna be the assistant coach, but I honestly don't think he like I don't even think I meet his criteria. No, absolutely not. He's not gonna let you do anything. I know. He's gonna be like he's gonna have that whistle. Next week he's gonna have a clipboard. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, he's running plays X and yeah. O's on there. I don't know if that's a soccer thing. Like, I don't either. But, I mean, I never did soccer, but I will. I didn't either. So I was, like, dreading, like, uh, he did soccer. He even played it in college. Oh, okay. Small oh, college. so he actually, like, does know what he's oh, doing. Yeah. He's not just, like, a parent coach who's never. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I caught him, like, oh, looking up, like, he's coached even, like, teams, like, his little brother, uh, Jonathan's team. Like, he he's done all of this kind of thing um, over the years. But he's, you can just tell, like. I think it's a cool. Swag. A little swag over yeah. being a soccer coach. Good for him. 
I know. That's I think so, too. So what, what's new with you? What's going on? Well, we're, like, going to Italy. So that's... What are you most looking forward to other than the food and the carbs and the all carbs, that? The, the carbs. You know, so we're doing a cooking class, which I'm really excited. It's like a pasta-making class. Yes. And I'm really excited for that. It's, it's like, at these people's house. Ooh. So it's in the neighborhood, or it's, like, right outside the neighborhood, like, I think it's Trastevere. Oh, oh okay. I'm super Italian now. Looks like Trastevere on the. Oh, that's how yeah. I pronounce everything. Yeah, it's a little redneck, sw- a little you know. swag in it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So that it's like in that neighborhood. So we're gonna like walk around, and then it's in the evening. So we'll go to that. Oh. I'm really excited for that. And um, yeah, I just think like just exploring a city again. I've I've been to Rome when I, I went when I was 16 for I think two nights, like when I was in Italy. And it was really cool, but we were like 16 and 18 years old. And so we just just hopped around like we didn't even go to the Coliseum. We didn't go like we went to the Vatican. And, and, you know, I think we went into probably the part that was either free or very inexpensive to get into. Like we just were kids, basically. So I feel like now it's like, oh, I'm an adult with adult money who can go and and really enjoy the city. And, you know, and it's our honeymoon. So I'm like, yeah, we're going to go. Uh, you know, make some dinner reservations and, oh. and stuff like that. So, so good. And it's our first time really traveling like this together because, you know, for what, three years of our relationship almost has been COVID. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, like, we had travel plans get canceled mm. that we were going to do. So it's really – we've gone to, like, weddings and stuff and traveled. We've gone back to Chicago. We've done that kind of stuff. But this is, like, our first really, like – Trip, trip together. So, well, how is it as a deal breaker? I mean, this is, I mean, across the Atlantic is well, not exactly an easy uh, travel. It'll be fine. Wow. I know. It'll be great. It'll be good. No, I'm excited. He's really excited. Like, he's never been to Europe before. So yeah. I think that just, yeah. And I mean, Italy is so beautiful. And honestly, like, the food is so good. And just, like, walking around, like, walking into churches, and I'm not a, a religious person, but, like, walking into a church in Italy is like mm. it, it takes your breath away. Oh yeah, like truly, just the artwork and the the stained glass and the architecture and all of that is so cool. You need to get a private tour guide for the Vatican tour. It's extremely um, well priced. You don't have to stay in line. They they just whisk you right in, and it is. I mean, it's ever is it worth yeah. every penny? I thought we were to, we we. I need to book the ticket still. Um, but, yeah, I was looking at different options for, like, either just tickets without the line or with a tour guide. Get like, the tour guide, I yeah. think. It's just so I cool. Because yeah. like, they – and they can, like, whiz you through there pretty quickly, too, if you wanted to. I don't know if you're, like – I mean, I can't look at a painting for, like, oh, look at no. this. No. It's, like, cool, 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 cool. And just yeah. keep going as fast as you can. Just being how my brain works. Yeah. This was a fun one. So my friend Joey, who was just actually here for uh, New Year's with me – he and I went to New York uh, senior year of college for spring break. So we went and stayed with my sister. And um, we go to, I think, the Met um, uh, Metropolitan yeah. Museum of Art. Stunning, beautiful, classic art, you know, just just art lover's dream. I go through and I'm like, boop, boop, boop. This is cool. I like all this art. This is good art. Good job, artist. Like, And so there was one section that was like a freestanding wall with paintings all around it. So you can kind of walk around a circle around this one wall. So Joey and I walk up. We start to look at a painting and he stands there and I go and I make a full lap. I look at all the paintings for as long as I care to. I make a full lap around this thing. He has moved one painting over 
and is crying. And I, like, I was like, he's an artist. Like, I love him. And I was just like, we're on different planes right now as far as how we experience. What a I'm like looking for like the kids section where you can touch things. Yeah. Or like, I love an art museum um, store. They have the best gift shops. Uh, but yeah, I was like, okay, I'm going to be in the Egypt section where I can like look at tombs and stuff or whatever, <laughs> you know. I can beat that. So we go to Paris. We go to the Louvre to see the Mona Lisa. I think that's the name of it, uh-huh. right? The Louvre? That doesn't yes, sound right. Louvre. Okay. So we go to see the Mona Lisa. And um, we're there. And we're there for two seconds. And I mean, Aaron and I, I mean, if you think you move fast around that whole little, you know, yeah. exhibit, forget about it. Aaron is like, let's go. Like instantly bored. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Doesn't even care. So anyway, I'm like, all right, let's like try to fight our way to the front of the Mona Lisa and all that stuff. And then we barely were in there. And he's like, we got to go. I'm like, why? And I'm like, you're over it already? I mean, these tickets are cheap and there's a big line and this is like a lot here. Oh, we got to go because um, he – because he was going to Europe, he decided he was going to buy like skinny jeans that were clearly – and he split the things. And it was so tight he couldn't even breathe or move. So we had to go quickly, quickly oh, oh my God. leave. So don't tell me – like don't try to be like too cutesy here with um, the, the, the culture no. to try to look like some – like what? You're you're a big man. Why are you wearing skinny jeans? Yeah, no, Virgilio is like very much like, yeah, I'm gonna wear my sneakers. I don't care that I'm gonna look like an American tourist. We're gonna be walking a lot. I need to be comfortable. Oh no, for sure. Yeah. I know. You know, speaking of that, every time I go to a concert, I always like want to wear these like cool heels. And guess what? Nobody cares. I'm miserable. I went yeah. to Beyonce once. I was wearing heels. I wanted to like just – I was so dumb. I, I could barely stand there. I was in so much pain. For what? Right. Nobody Beyonce cares. did not care about your shoes. No, she did not. She didn't at all. Would you ever go to a concert by yourself? I did. I went to see Florence and the Machine in Chicago um, a couple years ago. It was amazing. Yeah. It was like I had like nosebleed seats. I think they were probably like $50 ticket. You know, like we were way up high. And she had just put out a new album, and I had been listening to it like it was like my on repeat kind of thing. And so, yeah, I went and saw it, and there was like a mom and daughter, like teen. I think she was maybe like preteen and mom, and it was just so cute. They were like right by me. I was like crying at one point because it was just like so beautiful. Like, (laughs) yeah, she's so beautiful, and her music is stunning. And I was just like, there was just like some moments. I was like, this is so nice. I also had like margarita, and you know. You're I was just some... like having – I had a great time. Oh, you I, like, always didn't, do. I like didn't – I really intentionally like didn't record it. Like I took a couple pictures before like right at the beginning of it and I was like I put my phone away. I really tried to like like soak it all in. Oh, gosh. Well, yeah. when I go to a concert, I don't go unless I have the most amazing seats like mm. I'm one of those little brats. Mm-hmm. So coming up, I have – I'm going here in a couple of weeks to Vegas. I'm seeing Adele at Caesars. <gasps> I know. It's going to be so cool. I'm glad she was able to like re Well, that was very painful. It. Yeah. That was like, oh. Okay. Yeah. But she is. So fingers crossed. I shouldn't say much about it. Yeah. And um, in April – I'm actually going to Atlanta randomly. That's just where we found it. I'm going to see Taylor. And we got like the best seats in the house too. Yeah. Like section H if you look at her stadium. Oh my gosh. H, baby, H. That's crazy. I know. I tried to win Taylor Swift tickets from a radio station. It did not work. I have won multiple radio station contests. Oh, you have? Do you not know this about me? No, do tell. I won in college. This was my best one. Um, we were like randomly listening to the the station from my hometown. So it was like the 
it, so it kind of was fa- fuzzy because we were like an hour and a half away, but it was like early freshman year. So we didn't know the radio stations, whatever. So my friend Cassandra and I were driving around in mom car listening to the radio and they came up with an announcement that if you called in, if you're caller number five or whatever, you would win a Flowrida CD. Yeah. And then you would also get entered in <laughs> to win a trip to Atlanta to go see Flowrida and B.O.B. I think was the other or no, Soldier Boy was the other like headliner. Okay. And it was a radio contest or a radio station's a birthday party. They were headlining in Atlanta. And so we both called in and I got I was caller five and we had said before, like, if we get it, we're gonna if we both go or one of us wins, we're gonna take the other one. And so I called in, I got my like won my C D and then the guy was like, Yeah, there's only like four other people. Like it's just a five day contest to win the big prize. So because it's before like like XM or or like the the big radio stations oh, yes. were all like yeah, yeah. national. They're all like national competitions now. This was like the local station, and so yeah, like three days later, two days later, whatever he called, and I won the whole thing. So they flew my friend Cassandra and I out of Jacksonville, because that's where it was based out of, up to Atlanta, put us in a hotel for one night, and because that was all they were gonna pay for, and like we went to this like radio show. Radio contest show, whatever. And we saw Flo Rida, Soldier Boy, B.O.B. was there. But this was 2008. So, like, he was brand new, like, n- not popular like he is now. Like, it was all these, like, it was all these different artists. It was wow. wild. And then we also went to the aquarium while we were there. And how was this? It was so fun. We sat up, like, it was at the, it's like an old uh, 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 thing in, in downtown Atlanta. And it's got, like, a second floor. Uh, where with seating and then like a pit, just a pit downstairs. Wow. We like sat upstairs with like like the little old ladies we were at 18 and like watched everything. And wow. Yeah. I am. Wow. And it was really fun. And then I also won tickets to like um, a bar crawl in Gainesville huh. that everyone went to every year. Gator, Gator Crawl? No. I don't remember what it's called, but. Wow, you're a lucky. I, I, I've never you won anything. I, well, no I, one calls. You, yeah, you hit none of the balls you don't swing at. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I'm so, going to. Yeah, I tried to win Taylor, but again, although I think that was like the local stations like contest, like it wasn't the national one, but there were a lot of Instagram comments on that. Ooh, I try to win tickets. I know. I'm sure. So. We should, yeah. I was going to say, Dr. Excitation. I mean, we're giving away a water bottle. You think yeah. that, I mean, like. I don't know that it's going to have quite the same hype, but you uh, should go to try to win it. And to do that, go to our Instagram. That's true, which is at Dr. X Dietitian with two T's. And we are giving away a really, I, I love this water bottle baseline. I mean, I yeah, use it way too much. And now, Gene, um, one liter, uh, 32 ounces. And remember, everyone, we stay hydrated. You want to drink at least two of these in their entirety yeah. per day. I like a bigger bottle so that I don't have to keep refilling, refilling, yeah, refilling, refilling. Too. So I love this bottle. I love it. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, my gosh. And do you add anything to your water to make it taste better? I don't. I have some stuff at home, like Crystal Light or something, but I don't. You don't do it much? I just drink – I've always just drank plain water, so it doesn't – I will say my ice maker has been broken for weeks now. They had to order, like, a whole new one, and I really miss my ice. Mm-hmm. I've been, like, sticking – like, I've just been filling water bottles and sticking them in the fridge to, like, fill up my cup that I drink out of because I miss my really cold water. Oh, got it. So you like yeah. really cold. I like room temp with Propel in it and Motive Pure, as we know. There I love go. it. 
I love it, love it, love it. Okay. All right. Well, this was the show about nothing, and I kind of thoroughly enjoyed it. I did, too. I loved I think it. it was great. Uh, hopefully, you all did, too. I know. Uh, like we said, check us out on Instagram at Dr. X Dietitian or on our website at drxdietitian.com. Uh, there will be no episode guide for this one. because <laughs> You never know. Yeah, but who knows? This should be like a long rambling story. But we are so excited for everything coming up and look forward to seeing you all next week. All right. See you soon, everyone. Bye now. Bye. Bye.